Hey, Holly. Hey, Dave. How are you? Well, we're very sad to learn of the passing of Eddie Van Halen. Bit of a sad week, I think, for both of us, for the What Difference Does It Make podcast and probably most of our audience. Yes, he had an impact on uh, any music fan. Even if you weren't a music fan, you knew of Van Halen and just their reach and Fast Times at Richmond High. They're, you know, like uh, trying to buy tickets for, uh, you know, this, 12, <laughs> this, this ticket that costs $12.50 is now being sold for 20 bucks. Such a ripoff. But uh, so anyway, Van Halen impacted popular culture. We wanted to dedicate an episode to Eddie Van Halen besides Holly and I. We spoke to Mark Goodman, one of the first MTV VJs and, and currently on the big 80s on 8 on Sirius XM and the Volume Channel. So it, it's, uh, I mean, even though it's sad that Eddie uh, passed away this week, we wanted to uh, share in the joy that uh, his guitar playing brought to us. So uh, we're going to get right into it. Let's get started. Yeah, so let's just get into the impact that Eddie had on on our lives. I know, um, you know, first hearing it from uh, I I first heard Van Halen from my cousin who had a the record the first record and it was just these four sweaty guys on the cover and like what what the hell is this? And um, but I remember I mean obviously the I mean even though uh, Running with the Devil was the first song I think it was Eruption where I was like. Well, this sounds different. This is weird. Um, it did sound weird to me. Did, do you remember hearing the guitar sound or what? Uh, you know, I was still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like 11, 12. So yeah, it was, it was different. It was something really unique going on there. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was weird. It was mind-blowing. All of it. I mean, uh, it just, just the sound of his guitar. I mean, the band is, you know, great. But the sound of his guitar is so distinctive, and so when you heard Eruption, <laughs> yeah, no, you knew this was a, this was a unique personality. This was, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you've heard bands before, and you could you wouldn't be able to pick out, for the most part, uh, the who's playing guitar. Um, all of a sudden, this guy comes around, like, oh, that's uh, yeah, of course, that's Eddie Van Halen. That's his that's his signature sound, uh, and just someone who can create that through a. You know, Oh, a 40, 50, a 40 year career is yeah. insane. Uh, you know, just uh, making, you know, so many great albums. They're still uniquely Van Halen that still have that, that Van Halen sound. Uh, even if he's playing keyboards, you kind of knew like he's, he added the, uh, it's, his sound. it's a keyboard sound. It's a guitar player, player playing keyboards, but that was, uh, you know, on jump, you knew that was, that was Van Halen. <laughs> that was Eddie. Speaking of jump, do you have a favorite song? A favorite Van Halen song? Um, yes. I, I, <laughs> as you, I know, I'm putting you on the spot. I know, as I'm going it's to. It's not like we've had time to think about it. That's true, I know. <laughs> I, you know, it's um, it, it's funny because I, I liked, uh, I loved uh, 1984 had the biggest impact, I think, because I it was like my oh. senior year, senior year in high school. Um, mm-hmm. And just, um, it was just, being a 17 year old and hearing this music, it just beca- kind of became 1984 kind of became the soundtrack of, uh, of my high school career. So, I mean, Pam jump in Panama hot for teacher are all great. Girl gone bad. It's amazing. Um, even the, the ballad all wait was amazing. Really good house of, I, I lo- that, that whole album is, is great. I really couldn't pick one particular song, but if I had to soundtrack my life, I would probably play 1984 
the 1984 album would have a big, <laughs> big spot there. Wow. Wow. I, I, I get that because it's also emotional and sentimental, but I, I'm, it's not my favorite album. And the, really the only song that I would pick out on that is one that I could listen to again and again is I'll wait. Um, oh yeah. That's- I, I much prefer Van Halen, the, the first album and Van Halen two and women and children first. Those uh, three albums are just quintessential and just, and I don't know if it was the time and late, like you're saying this, this brought yeah. back your senior year of high school. I can't even tell you where, I, I mean, you know, yeah, it was a little earlier for me, but those songs, there's just something about hearing those songs, you know, well, running with the devil and dance the night away. Yeah. Those first three were great. And it, the, the fourth album was like a, a metal record too, which I, that, I think that was like the heaviest Van Halen record. And I, came to love that album as well um you know with unchained and and um and mean streets uh, but it was still fun like i i remember watching on mtv the uh they had a concert video of uh of them performing so this is love and i had never seen van halen before so that was kind of like uh my first exposure to like oh so this is what a van halen experience is like and it was it just was fun he just uh emoted so much uh I, I seem to say the word fun a lot, even though he, he did have his own personal issues when he was up on stage, there was, you felt like that's, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. This is the greatest thing ever. I mean, it, it, it was fun. I mean, it was fun and it was great music and it was, there was something about seeing them and you said, you know, we, it wasn't till later that we found out about the interpersonal issues that they all had. Obviously the whole world knows about them, but now, but at the time you thought this is a band, like every element of this band is fun. Yeah. I mean, even Michael Jackson wanted to be a part of this. You know, when you want to make a rock song, who are you going to call it? And, and as we've heard later, he kind of moved around the song a little bit, rearranged it and made it an even better song that yeah. Michael agreed that this was the way he arranged it was much better than what was on the, the page initially. I really appreciate that. The fact that someone like Michael Jackson is acknowledging somebody else's art and that can help make him better. You know, I mean, it's Michael Jackson. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, even yeah, as uh, Eddie had stated in an interview before, when he made the changes without Michael knowing it, you know, he's he says you never know how artists are going to react when they when you mess with their songs. Um, but uh, Michael, and the, he immediately recognized that this this was a better song, and so uh, he was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God. So you saw them. When did you see them live? Do you have any? I didn't any memory. Yeah, I mean, you know. As I mentioned, 1984 was the soundtrack, and we tried to get tickets being in Los Angeles. They only, I remember, they only had two shows, and I, we trusted our friend to get tickets, and it just did not happen. Um, we weren't able, uh, I wasn't able to see him for that show. I think I was too young to see him earlier. Uh, yeah, it just was not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, the first time I saw him was on the, was, I, was, uh, I saw David Lee, I remember it was 86, because I saw David Lee Roth, his solo tour, and then I saw 5150 with, with Sammy. And um, yeah, but it's, you know, it's just nice to <laughs> to kind of be in the same room as this uh, guitar god and hearing him in an, you know, he's in an arena rock band, hearing this arena rock guitarist playing these iconic songs. It's, uh, it's such a treat. I don't think I saw, I saw it um, a couple of times with David Lee Roth, most memorable, the Women and Children First in 1980. Yeah. 
Girl, that's, I think, also what, what I thought is another interesting fact. I think girls appreciated them as much as guys, you know, this rock and roll band. Yeah. I mean, Eddie was a, he's a good looking guy. He was good. He was good to yeah. look. He was nice, a <laughs> good guy to look at. Yeah, uh, but the, but the but music too, I think. I, it was, yeah, it was one of those, I mean, it, people seem to lump them into the hair metal bands genre, yeah. but they weren't that at all. There's uh, so much more they than were, that. They were, yeah, they were, they were a pop band at, at its heart. They were a pop band. They knew how mm-hmm. to write a, a, a song with a hook, make it memorable, and make it appeal to, to both guys and girls, which is kind of a rare thing, especially for something that's kind of a hard rock sound. But which yeah, sounds so ridiculous now, but, but yeah. back then it, it was kind of true. I love, but yeah, and you did touch on that woman and children first. I know, um, I, I think uh, it took them forever to to get this picture right. I think there they were there was a lot of infighting between it, but it's like the uh, the D Day. It r- always reminds me of the D Day uh, statue, you know, with the the GIs raising the flag. Yes, um, this is the everyone gathered around uh, gathered around Eddie as he raises his guitar. <laughs> And there, you know, it's rock, but it's, you know, it's, a, it's so American. It's just like, this is fantastic. I, it's, it's probably one of the greatest uh, covers I've, uh, I've seen. <laughs> I, You're I lo- so right. I wasn't even giving that any, I, I wasn't just uh, looking at it now. You're absolutely right. right. Yeah. We're paying homage. This is, this is like the American flag. This is Eddie Van Halen's guitar. <laughs> let's salute it. Let's, let's give it props. So, As we should. Yeah. So uh, it's really nice. We, we're also going to talk with, uh, we got, uh, we're going to talk with Craig Rosen and we're going to talk with Mark Goodman. This is, this is great to get um, their insights. We were able to get a hold of them. We kind of slapped this show together really quick, um, but we wanted to, and we wanted to honor Eddie. We're going to um, we'll put together a Spotify playlist of some of our favorite uh, Eddie songs. And I'll I'll have a link on there. And so, um, yeah, I, I hope you uh, hope you enjoy this show of uh, this kind of special edition of What Difference Does It Make? We we had the good fortune to talk with uh, Mark Goodman, he of uh, VJ of MTV, now at uh, at Sirius XM on the Volume Channel. He and Big Eighties on Eight and Big Eighties on Eight. He had some insight into a little insight into uh, Eddie Van Halen and uh, the impact of of his life. And so uh, let's get right into our talk with Mark Goodman. We're on the air live last night. We went an extra hour and it's really, we've lost a lot of people over the last bunch of years and people were really, really upset about this. Yeah. People were crying on the air. Uh, talk about, because we, when we go into uh, the MTV book, it immediately, you know, I was like, okay, let me scan around and see what, uh, what I can find about Van Halen. It's chapter one. Van Halen is chapter one in the book that you wrote. <laughs> You're talking about the book that was written by the oral history that yeah. was written by all five of the the first VJs. Yes, four. Yeah, four. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. JJ was yeah. amazing. Obviously, Van Halen had a huge impact on on MTV. Um, the book in your your stories mainly touched on David Lee Roth, but I know that Eddie had a huge impact uh, on on MTV and on your life. And what? Oh uh, man. Yeah. Know, I, um, the fact is that I, I, the reason that Dave is, is sort of primary is because he is who I hung out with, uh, most, um, the, the famous one. And I can't, I literally got a call on my live show two days ago from someone who informed me that my full David Lee Roth us festival 
uh, Us 83 Festival interview has been reposted, uh, where Dave was completely hammered, completely coked to the gills, and I was trying to interview him. Um, so that's been reposted, and Eddie was nowhere to be seen that night. Um, it was this was the the million dollar compound and all mm-hmm. of that. So I didn't I didn't see Eddie, but I guess. A few years later, uh, I was at the Monsters of Rock, one of the the gigs at the Monsters of Rock tour, and Sammy was in the band by that time. And um, that was really uh, the only time I got to actually interview Eddie. Um, I talked to him here and there. Um, He wasn't, I mean, I didn't know him the way that I knew Dave, um, but Eddie was, um, he just always seemed to be in in a funny mood that smile that we all have, have come to love uh, when he would shred. I mean, that was, that was Eddie and man, oh man, just um, one, one thing that sort of occurred to me when the word came that he passed away was as I, I'm a kind of a, a, a Dave era Van Halen guy, mm-hmm. but Dave and Eddie were, were like, you know, oil and water and (laughs) Sammy and Eddie just seemed like of a piece. Those guys, when I talked to them together, they were just making jokes with each other and laughing and making jokes with me. And, and they were, it was, it was very easy. It was never easy. The times that I had been around Dave um, and, and Eddie together, they sort of peacefully coexisted. um, And that I guess came to be borne out towards, towards the end there. But I, I, it's an incredible, incredible loss, Eddie Van Halen. I mean, the Mozart of of the guitar. People are saying it's really something. Yeah, it's we've lost actually this year. We've lost two two musicians who, without with Neil Peart and, and Eddie yeah. Van Halen, not necess, not the front man, but without their input these bands would not exist as they as they established one, one of the people who who called on the, on the volume show said neil peart was the eddie van halen of the drums and eddie was the eddie van halen of, of guitar and mm-hmm. i mean the people that we heard from the musicians that were on twitter people who who hadn't even met the guy who were guitar players and smoking guitar players were all like that's it you know, he is the be all and end all. There is no one who has done more for the instrument than that guy. And the, the reverence was was really, really uh, uh, amazing, even though we haven't even heard from the guy in, in years and years. You know, he is still a presence. Um, it, it's a big loss. Really hard. No, I was just going to comment. You, you don't the same with Neil Parrott. Uh, you don't think of them as the, the face of the band, but. They, yeah, they really are. I mean, they they are equally out in front. Yeah, as the, for sure. As the singers, I mean, they are. Yeah. When when I think of Van Halen, that is of course who I think of, and Rush too, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a so sad one. Can we go? Yeah. Well, then let's go back to um, your WMMR days when probably you first heard Van Halen. You were the music director, <laughs> oh. so that might have that album actually probably came yeah. across your desk. And what do you remember? First yeah. hearing Van Halen or like, oh my had God, you heard- yes. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding? Oh, geez. You have to, you know, yes. Um, you have to remember the era, right? Um, disco was, was <laughs> massive. Um, so was punk, but not so much here. Uh, 
And also it was, you know, corporate rock, Boston. Mm -hmm. And that stuff, and even, you know, maybe a slightly different genre, Pink Floyd, you know, they were prog, but also very, they were airtight, you know, um, Boston. It was like hermetically sealed. <laughs> and along comes these guys. They were just, I mean, Eddie was shredding. Dave was having a party. It was a whole different vibe. And I have to say, I mean, the first, when I heard Eruption, I put the needle down and heard Eruption for the first time. I was like, whoa. Game changing time. It was like nothing I had ever heard. And we, yeah, we jumped on that record right away. Of course, <laughs> we're all over it. <laughs> it was, it was a godsend for me because yeah. I was, I was so like, ugh, enough with this corporate <laughs> overproduced stuff that I just was, it wasn't floating my boat, wasn't exciting me. And to have these guys come along and bring the fun back to rock and roll was what it was all about. It was great. Well, thank you to Mark Goodman, who's so generous with his time to talk a little bit about Eddie Van Halen. When we return, we, we will talk with a journalist and friend of the show, Greg Rosen. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Welcome back to the What Difference Does It Make podcast and our special edition honoring the life and music of Eddie Van Halen. And we had a chance to speak with friend of the show, music journalist, and musical encyclopedia, Craig Rosen. That first Van Halen album came out and uh, was a skateboarder. was in junior high school. I had a friend, uh, Lance Matthews, who was really, really into the first Van Halen record. And he got me into it as well. He would play, you know, not only air guitar, air drums <laughs> to Van Halen. I remember that well. And I did, it's uh, lucky enough, I did see the uh, first Van Halen, uh, you know, the, the, the original great lineup in its prime. 
uh, two times. And uh, the first time, uh, as a funny story, it was at this uh, thing called the California World Music Festival, which was a, I believe it was a two-day event at the, uh, uh, the Coliseum in L.A., California with two F's for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but I, I'm sure I actually have my ticket stub somewhere here. I should dig it up. Uh, but it was uh, headlined, the day that I went, it was headlined by Errol Smith. And second build, second on the bill, the hot up-and-coming Van Halen. Mm-hmm. And some of the other bands that uh, played, I think I might may have even mentioned this uh, uh, the last time I was on with you guys, that the, the Boomtown Rats opened up and they were like punk rock and Bob Geldof uh, asked the crowd to salute him and they, everybody, you know, all the rockers like flipped them off. Cause you know, they're like, who the hell is, or who, who the hell are the boomtown rats? And he's like, the folks at home are going to love this. Uh, and some of the other bands, April wine, I think, and Toto, but Van Halen came on and they were effing incredible. I mean, they were really great. You know, a lot of energy, David Lee Roth in his prime jumping all over the place. Eddie with those incredible solos and those incredible riffs. You know, the crowd was going crazy. And, you know, I, I, I dug it, you know, and I, uh, I enjoyed it. But Aerosmith was my band. You know, after Van Halen played, people started leaving. And I was getting so upset. I was getting so mad. How could you leave? Aerosmith is going to play. You got to stay and see Aerosmith. And, you know, Aerosmith came on. They were just okay. It wasn't, they were, they were, I think it was like really in the, the drug fueled uh, days and it, they just weren't very good. So Van Halen completely blew them off the stage that night, much to my disappointment, but they were great. And I'm glad that I was able to see them. I did see them again uh, on the tour to support Van Halen to, at the forum and that was also a great show and but yeah r.i.p eddie van halen i mean i just you know i was going to pull out the vinyl but i was uh, downstairs the other day so i just uh, put up youtube on the uh, big screen and i watched a bunch of van halen videos especially the not i did watch hot for teacher but mostly i watched these performance videos from the first album that were just incredible it looked like they shot them all in one the same day mm. because they were all wearing the same outfits. Mm. But, you know, there was no, no props or anything. It was just them playing and just the charisma that they all had and that sound. I mean, it's really, you know, the, the prototype uh, rock band. You know, you have the, you know, the crazy charismatic lead singer and the, you know, the guitar god. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know going back to the Stones, making keys. Aerosmith with uh, Tyler and Perry, Van Halen with uh, David Lee Roth and Eddie Van Halen, you know, those classic twosomes. And, you know, I guess it continued with Axel and Slash, but, you know, really those dynamic pairings of the singer and the guitarist. And those pairings, hey, can't forget Stipe and Buck. <laughs> Although not, 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 not metal, but, uh, you know, of course that's, you know, the same in, in the same arena towns and adultery, you know, those All classic pairings. Are, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But those, those pairings, those classic pairing pairings of the, the singer, the charismatic singer and the guitar God. And, you know, just as important as a unique voice with a singer is a guitar 
uh, a guitarist with a style and a sound that's all theirs. And, you know, Eddie Van Halen certainly had that, you know, it's like, you can tell it's him. You don't have to hear anybody singing. You can hear just a few notes and you know, it's him, you know, whether it's on electric or acoustic. I mean, the guy was like a, t- a true genius, uh, a master of the instrument. Do you have a question? Now? Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> so we are, we are, of course, we are talking with, we are talking with Craig Rosen. He's our, we're going to call friend of the show and resident expert on uh, all things rock and roll. And we, we, we thought, yeah. but yeah, we, of course we had to bring, we had to bring him in. He was, a, you know, as a Valley guy, you couldn't, escape van halen i um they were all over the place especially if you're growing up in the the late 70s early 80s it, it was they were they were the <laughs> they were the shit man you know they, they, they were <laughs> because you're a music journalist you may remember this i thought the first time i had seen them was 1980 which was after women and children first was released but mm-hmm. did they play the forum 79 and 80 because i did see them at the forum maybe i'm thinking yeah. of seven, oh yeah, I yeah, I definitely saw him, and I I'm pretty sure I saw him, and uh, I think it was '79. It was uh, you know in support of Van Halen too, because they got super popular pretty quickly once the the record came out. I mean, they were getting they were all over the radio, and uh, you know, they were huge. They were you know, I yeah. mean, and they really did, you know, they just like broke through and they became. I mean, like I said, you know, that night in the Coliseum they were more popular than Aerosmith and, you know, Aerosmith was huge at that point. They, they stole the show from the headliner. By the way, they were doing as many drugs as Aerosmith, but they had a, they were 10 years younger. So they, they didn't want, didn't want, <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they could, it ruined, yeah, them. 10 years down the road, it ruined them. But you know, when you're in your twenties, you could do whatever you want and it's uh, water off a duck's back. But like c- comparing and contrasting Joe Perry to Eddie Van Halen, Eddie, you know, most guitarists back in that day were kind of the grimace, you know, you're doing a solo and they're making, they're grimacing like it, this is really difficult and, you know, I'm trying really hard and can you believe, oh my God, you know, this is, you know, this, I'm making, I'm hitting these notes. Um, Eddie was always smiling or made a surprise face like, oh, hey, look what I can do. And, you know, you know, it was just, he made guitar playing fun again. Um, just a happy face. Happy yeah. face. I don't know if that was yeah. off stage, but on stage he projected this. We are having this great time. I'm playing guitar. Look, you know, you see like I'm Back to the Future. You know, you know when Marty McFly is doing like the the finger touches. That's an ode right. to Eddie. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I think Van Halen really they were, uh, you know, a, a good time party band. You know, with with David Lee Roth and you know, like as you say, Eddie just looked like he was having the time of his life there. He wasn't like all tortured or whatever. He was smiling and he had that classic grin. You know, they had the uh, dramatic, ain't talking about love. You know, I've been to the edge. I stood and looked down and lost <laughs> a lot of friends there. But you know what? It wasn't really that dark. Yeah. You know, it was all, all, all about the party and they, you know, danced the night away later, you know, yeah. just a great song. It's a good time. I think the, I just looked up on, uh, set list i think the forum show that i saw was the uh october 7th 79 and i think it was what the world vacation tour is what it was called but i think that's was in support of van halen too pretty sure looking at the set list and it looks like it's there because i yeah i did lose interest in them 
not too long after. I mean, I do have a few more of the records on vinyl, you know, maybe I got them later, but I wasn't the, the, the first two albums I was all in, but then I lost yeah. a little bit of interest. However, even if you weren't into it, you still knew those songs. Yeah. You, you knew like, oh. uh, and the cradle will rock, you know, oh, yeah. even, even if you, you weren't into them anymore, yeah. somehow these songs yeah, yeah. got into you, your you brain. Can, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't miss. I mean, you couldn't miss them. I mean, they were all over the radio. They were all over MTV. And they did, you know, I mentioned those early performance videos, but then they, you know, they had some really classic and sophisticated and funny videos. I mean, I, I saw Hot for Teacher yesterday on, on YouTube and, you know, it's 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 pretty hilarious. It's just goofy. And, you know, yeah. they, they they were just such characters, you know. And, you know, although, you know, of course, David Lee Roth was the guy mugging the most for the camera, but, you know, Eddie seemed to enjoy it as well. And that, you know, that sort of spread his guitar wizardry to, to the masses, you know, people could see what they, they didn't have to see him live. They could see his fingers and see his playing up close on their TV set, you know, and I, I think that was a huge, uh, you know, that really helped them make an impact, uh, yeah. across the country across the globe i interviewed uh herb alpert recently and he he mentioned that about how you know just he wasn't talking about rock and roll he was talking about jazz but you know just the musicians that have their own distinct voice those are usually the ones that are the most successful because they don't really you know they're they're unique they don't sound like they're not just an imitation they may may be influenced by someone at least initially but they do their own take on it. I mean, like Van Halen, one of their first, it might've been their first single. I don't, you know, I don't have a book in front of me to, to, to check, but I, <laughs> I, I think, uh, you really got me was one of the first things that went to radio and one of their first successful tracks, you know, it was a kinks yeah. cover, but, but they put their own spin on it. You know, I mean, it's oh, really yeah. a different song almost, you know, I mean, it's, they, they, they took the, the kinks, blueprint and and definitely put their added their own flavor to it gene simmons did the the demo the initial demo was uh, he did i think there were four tracks i actually have a boot it's on youtube but i have it in my uh in here i have it in my itunes it's called called van halen zero not <laughs> van halen one or van halen two it's the, the the demos are van halen zero oh, you can well, find it on youtube oh very good I'll, I'll... uh yeah yeah i'm pretty right. sure it's up there yeah, you really got me yeah. number 19. Spent three weeks yeah, on the chart peak at number 36. Sorry, yeah. Oh, that was the first one? Yeah. 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 But that's the pop charts. But I mean, if I got <laughs> on KMET and KLOS, it was yeah. number one consistently. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, n- another unique thing. I touched upon it before, but they they weren't just a hard rock band. They could They could rock as hard as anyone else. Yeah. But then they would also, they also had this pop element, you know, as well, you know, with Dance the Night Away and then, and then Jump, you know, I mean, and that was like really keyboard driven, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of interesting that, you know, you know, oh, Eddie Van Halen, you know, well, I'm getting tired of just people thinking I'm a guitar whiz, so I'm going to th- make this little pop ditty here with some keyboards on it and it's going to go to number one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it did. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's great. No, that that was that was literally that was the album that that broke them to the masses in 1984. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, you know, they they understood MTV. I think they were one of the first uh, bands 
that really understood the you know how this medium works and uh, I, you know a lot of it was david lee roth but it was it was the music as well even they like uh, like jump it's just a pop song we're going to create this pop song we're going to do this video we're all having a great time this is kind of what a, a van halen concert is like come aboard you know come join us come join the van halen uh, train and uh, you know have yeah. a good time that's that's exactly what uh, they you know they reflected that they did great covers. I mean, Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? Oh yeah. You yeah. should look up, um, see the video, the full version of uh, Pretty Woman. You know, with with the with the Eddie Van Halen instrumental leading into Pretty Woman, mm-hmm. and that's that's brilliant as well. But it's just them dressing up and being goofy. The video. Yeah, um, yeah, I remember it. Actually, I th- we'll have yeah. to I think Eddie played on a Thomas Dolby song. I think Thomas uh, posted something yesterday oh, did that, he? that Ooh, he didn't huh. like he said eddie didn't play on too many tracks yes. guest on many different artists but he did i did have the good fortune that he played on one of mine uh yeah it yeah two eastern si- block and, and close, close but, but no cigar from his 1992 okay, album astronauts and heretics I don't, I don't know those songs we're gonna have to look those up and put it on the spotify playlist they were recording for unlawful carnal knowledge at the time Oh, okay. Were they like in adjoining studios or something? He said he inv- he said, "Are you reading this, Dave?" He invited yeah. Thomas Dolby up to his home recording studio to squeeze in a couple of days of work. Why not? <laughs> he says he says Dolby says he soon realized though that every hour of Van Halen's day was like a scene from Spinal Tap. <laughs> that is funny, but uh, kind of makes you wonder what Eddie's day to day life was actually like. But I'm also reminded of the recording for "Beat It." He was about to put down the the song, or record the song. Um, and then, um, Michael had to leave. He said, I, he was like, he had to do some ET recording or something, but he left the studio and, uh, Eddie suggested, can we move things around a little? And I think he moved like the middle eighth or he moved the song around and, uh, changed the, the solo and just the, 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 uh, the arrangement of the song. And when Michael came back, uh, you know, he wasn't sure. He's like, well, you know, when you deal with artists, you're never sure if they're going to hate it or love it. And Michael was very mm-hmm. appreciative of it. He's like, you've. I'm so happy you've made this a better song now. I don't think he got. I don't think Eddie got paid for that uh, performance. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't think he did. I think Ed, he did as a favor. I, I, I saw something uh, last night while I was working that uh, Pete Townsend said that he was the uh, he was originally going to do it and couldn't do it, and he suggested uh, Eddie, which I didn't know. Uh, wow, good suggestion. But yeah. <laughs> so. That would have made yeah, quite I a difference. That, yeah. yeah, I think that's in. I think that might be on uh, Rolling Stone. Might be on Rolling Stone. I mean, it's weird. It's just like it's so awful. I mean, I posted on Facebook yesterday. It's just so awful that you know, in the last five years or so, we've lost so many great musicians. You know, it's just when you think about it. You know, Prince, Tom Petty, Bowie, Leonard Cohen. You know, it's just you know, Eddie Van Halen. You know, it's just. John Prine, you know, goes, you know, the list goes on and on. Neil Peart. Yeah. To, to that point, though, about the tributes online, for people who know, who, who are close to the family, I have such mixed feelings about that. But a lot of these people are probably reaching out to the family as well, not just, you know, tweeting. Right. You yeah, know? I, I, I agree. And, it, and it's like, it, it is difficult to do, you know, how do you sum up a relationship of decades and you know i mean they you know those guys were probably like brothers on the road you know and they they had their you know differences and they probably had their fights and everything but still you know when it comes down to it you know 
They were incredibly close and bonded making music together, making, you know, some incredible music that will stand the test of time. I agree. Kind of hard to sum that up in a sentence on social media for the world to see. One of my favorite photos of David Lee Roth and Eddie is um, probably from 1975, 76, maybe later. They're in front of a McDonald's or having quarter pounders with cheese and they're in front of the golden arches and they're just eating a, it's just them eating a burger <laughs> just yeah. smiling at the camera like, oh, that's, that. yeah. yeah just a, you know two guys having some fast food before the big show or after or yeah. on the road you know that's that pretty much sums up what the the life that the, they led for so long um you know, yeah so that, that's, yeah i guess they were yeah i mean you know they were before they became big rock stars they were regular guys from pasadena yeah you know, so <laughs> The, the funny thing yeah, is, played. Eddie was Eddie and Alex were not Americans. They, they, were they yeah. I think the dad was Dutch, and the uh, the mom uh, I think was from Indonesia. I think, um, and they mm-hmm. did they didn't speak any uh, English when they first got to America. Mm-hmm. So you know, Eddie Eddie's an immigrant. He's uh, he's living the American yeah. dream. You know, I mean, when they first yeah. got to Pasadena. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they weren't yeah. treated. There's where Eddie talks about. It. He was not treated nicely when he was in in grade school because he couldn't speak the language well mm. you know incredible was, yeah so, just, uh, and now he's I, you know van halen is seen as the ultimate uh, rock and roll american guy i mean when you think of great american bands you got you got your aerosmith van halen who else who else are you gonna put as a as a great American, well, REM, of course, but, uh, yeah, but like hard rock. The doors, the, well, hard rock, yeah. Doors, Beach Boys, Guns N' Roses. Guns yeah. N' Roses, you could put in. Yeah. But it's a small, very small, but Van Halen's definitely in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. And even, even though they're from, you know, they weren't initially Americans. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, maybe they're having trouble with the language and everything, but they, they, found the instruments that they could speak through and you know make make music okay so that was that was kind of fun just to reminisce about uh, the music even though it's a sad occasion eddie obviously everyone says talks about his smile and the joy that that he brought on stage and through his guitar playing so it was kind of nice to kind of reminisce about all that uh that, that eddie brought into our lives when we were kids it's kind of hard to pack this into a, a, a little you know, podcast like this because he had such an enormous impact on the whole musical world. And I feel like I could just dig in, you know, our own personal stories, our own personal favorites, but also just the greater impact. So I know we're barely scratching the surface, but hopefully we've honored him well enough with this yeah, episode. I'm, right. We didn't, we didn't know Eddie. He had an impact on our lives and kind of shaped uh, who we are through this six string guitar it's crazy um so anyway i i hope you enjoyed it uh listen we're gonna put together a spotify playlist you could listen to it on our website wddimpodcast.com and uh, we will post links on our social media pages where are those holly on facebook and uh, search for what difference does it make or wddim podcast on instagram and twitter right and you can and youtube yeah and and actually on on spotify itself go go look for it and uh, you'll find uh, the link to play uh, just songs that we loved his music lives on so until next week this is dave this is holly check you later over and out we are a proud member of the pantheon network family
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 